0: welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Casper. And I am your other host, Becky Gremlin, Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays,
1: because Wednesdays are for podcasts, as always. Yes.
0: Yay! Cryptids! Okay, Woo. so Pew Pew, 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 pew,
1: Cryptids! I, that's always been my favorite like, sound effect that...
0: Pew, You guys were gonna talk about some cryptids. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. You knew. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about some cryptids. But not in the pet cemetery. <laughs> in the actual woods, for real. <laughs> so... This week is all about cryptids. You guys, we have asked you to send in some stories, and we have a few we're going to talk about a little later. But before we get into those, we're going to talk about some awesome cryptids that we love, that fascinate us, and of course some homegrown cryptids that are lame as fuck. So, <laughs> well, Frogman's pretty lame, but that's the lame one as well. The, rest the rest of them are pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's a local Mothman one we just found out. That it's a local Bigfoot. Pretty fucking creepy, too.
0: Yeah, so. So. And the Bigfoot one's, like, right next to where I live. And I'm going camping this weekend. I
1: don't no. see
0: Are you going camping where the Mothman was seen this yeah. weekend? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we are,
1: actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get into
1: that later. Are you story sure you later, don't want to take Chucky with like, you? Like, I know. know. I might. <laughs> You guys, we're <laughs> getting Chucky tomorrow. Yes. Yay. That was awesome. segue. I'm so excited mm-hmm. about this guys. I mean, I know that Casper faux show is more than me because Chucky's her dude, but I was telling her that like the fact that it's an actual good guy doll, like I remember when the original movie came out, I remember how much it scared me and the fact that this is an actual life size made to order Actual good guy doll from back in the day from the OG movie is kind of fucking crazy. So
0: if you guys want to see what he's going to look like, uh, look at my profile picture. Chucky side check. I'm holding one in my profile picture because I was a whore hound and a guy had one and he let me hold it. And I didn't realize and they were so. Okay, sorry. That was oh, like wait, super pause. Wait. <laughs> that uh, yeah, it? they are actually really big. They're probably the size of a small child. Yeah. Sorry, our computer like glitched out for a second. That glitched guys. But really no, hard. Literally,
1: they are like a toddler. Yeah. They're like toddler size.
0: And she's gonna. So, you guys, it's being shipped to Becky's house, and she's gonna wait to open him with me. And I would just like to say, we're gonna freak the. F- I'm I'm gonna freak the fuck.
1: There's out. gonna be like this big reveal, like. To-
0: Even the box he comes in is really fucking cool. Like, um, but yeah, no, the box is really cool that it comes in because the box is actually the original box that it comes in. The good guy. Giant fucking yellow box that is in the original movie. So just as big as the, the, uh, my buddy
1: dolls, my buddy scared the shit out of me. My mom's like, you don't want one for christmas or for your birthday no bitch we should do we
0: should seriously (laughs) next month do an entire episode on chucky yeah especially because child's play coming out and fuck that bullshit and we could have chucky literally like guys i'm gonna be doing so much fucking promo shit with chucky it's gonna be ridiculous because he is our mascot and our child now literally our child (laughs) <laughs> Quite literally, he's gonna be in a baby carrier when we go on. Do like adoption photos, like we could do. Oh, that's exactly what um Kai could do for the pictures. I love it. We could do a maternity shoot. I
1: really want to do adoption it. photos, for it, like for
0: new parents. Because she said she wanted to do it, we should make up a whole like fake um signing thing. <laughs> <laughs> like we're actually adopting this motherfucker. Like that would be fantastic.
1: I was just thinking that we should have done like a registry. <laughs>
0: we need knives and we need any kind of screwdrivers you have, rusty preferably. Crate and barrel. <laughs> uh, do you happen to have a Tiffany doll? <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is going to be great, guys. I'm excited, especially because we're getting him for vacation. We got Salem in three weeks. We're going to have him. And he's literally coming tomorrow and I can't, I'm so excited that I can't stand it. So tomorrow will be exactly three weeks. Exactly
1: three weeks till our Salem Salem. trip. So, I'm so pumped for that. Especially since I haven't been on like... A real, actual, like, more than a weekend vacation right. <laughs> in... Huh.
0: Well, we're not going to get any sleep when we stay at the boarding house, so that's going to be fun. That'll be
1: interesting! Yay!
0: Yay! Driving 13 of... hours with one eye open! <laughs> <laughs> I am a fucking baby doll. <laughs> but we're going to be, like, so hyped up on adrenaline, too. that it's That's going to be, be like, the thing. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. amazing, staying I'll at a fucking I'll house. I'll crash hard when
1: I get home, but... The entire drive, we're going to be so pumped, full of adrenaline, not only talking about the night before, but just the the whole trip in itself. Yeah, I can't wait.
0: I can't be wait. be exciting. Yay! I'm so excited. Anyway, so we just wanted to tell you guys what was coming up. Yeah. Look forward to thousands and thousands of pictures of checking coming. I didn't ever
1: think we were going to get this fucking doll, guys. It's been over <laughs> three months. We didn't ever think. And I think just last week, we were like, well... Hopefully
0: we'll get him before the trip. And yeah. then boom. And then I literally got an. What was really funny. I was at work. And I got this email that like $400 came out of my account. And I was like, the fuck?
1: What? Like
0: I immediately <laughs> like had like a panic attack moment. And then I got an email from um, the store we got him from. And it said that he had been processed. Like, and oh. he was shipping. And I actually just saw today that he's on his way to Cincinnati right now. Yay. so. Do you want to play? I am Chucky. You want to play? Not with you. <laughs> Not with Chucky. No. Nope. All right, guys. So let's get into our cryptid talk. Yeah. So we were going to focus mostly on the bigger ones. Um, there are so Oh God, there are fucking hundreds and hundreds of cryptids. Um, specific to towns, specific to folklore, specific to, um. So many different things, but we're going to go over the main ones that you hear about a lot, and then we're going to talk about some home ones like Frogman. Yeah, and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> Probably, I wonder if that's why the uh, 1027 station
1: is a frog. Yeah, we have a local radio station, WEBN, which some of you guys maybe I know some people in Indiana definitely in Kentucky are familiar with WBN because of the fireworks show that they put on every year mm-hmm. around Labor Day. Big humongous fireworks show right on the riverbank um, they do every year they have for years. and uh, so WBN is 102.7. It is an FM rock radio station and their logo has always been a frog. For as long as I can remember, it's always been a frog. People would, they'd pass out stickers and it was frog stickers. You'd see frog stickers on the back of people's cars and trucks and you knew that they were a W.E.B.N. fan. So it very well could be because the folklore has been around since the late seventies, early eighties with Frogman general to the Loveland Cincinnati area.
0: So very well could be. Got me thinking about it when you said that it was the first thing I thought about. I was like, W.E.B.N.'s a logo is a frog. It's a frog. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'd buy it. I'd
1: totally buy it. Why not? Um. It? I did want to go over real quick because I had mentioned to uh, Casper about uh, the actual definition of the word cryptid. Um, And basically all it is is any creature that there has not been any substantiated evidence uh, to its actual existence. So there's no... there's, there's like no hair samples, there's no scat samples, there's no DNA evidence, there's no real photographic evidence, like no body, no nothing. So really no substantiated, nothing that can clearly 100% say that it really exists. But there's been so many stories and, and photos and drawings and things throughout a number of years that it's basically based a whole category around it and people that study it it's the study of cryptozoology um because there actually are some animals that have in the past been deemed quote unquote cryptids that there have later been evidence that have come to find out that they are actual creatures uh the coelacanth Mm -hmm. was for a long time it was a fish that was thought to be extinct for millions of years that was found years later um giant squids were always thought to not be real they were always thought to be cryptids but now we know giant squids exist um so yeah there are a lot of animals out there that uh have actually been discovered but ones that actually have not but there's been enough claims to to say that they could possibly exist just nothing definitive so um like casper said if you go on to Wikipedia, guys, and type in cryptids, it's in alphabetical order. That's yep. there are so many different cryptid stories from around the world. Uh and like she mentioned, definitive to
0: one main area, state, country, culture. Culture, yeah. Well, even even technically culture doesn't even count though, because people not in that culture have seen them. I've I've listened to multiple stories where I'll give an example, Skinwalkers is of the Navajo culture and so many people that aren't even of Native American descent have seen them.
1: Okay, that's true. So,
0: not necessarily to culture, but that's where they descend from. They descend from a certain culture, but people
1: outside of that culture have witnessed them. Yes. So, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Which surprised me because, you know, like, the whole thing with the Skinwalkers is very heavily Navajo-based. But I've been listening to stories on YouTube, and people have claimed to have seen them, and they're they they literally say like I I am of not of Native American descent.
1: So well, they may not have actually known that it was a quote unquote skinwalker until they found the origins of that
0: story, right? Steeped in because most of either either they looked it up and was like typed in what they look like. And figured out it and was a skinwalker. And the first thing walker. that popped up was, boom, skinwalker. Right. Or they talked to somebody they knew who was of Native American descent, and they were like, yeah, that's a that's a skinwalker. Yeah. So. But. All right. Well, um, I guess we can get started. I guess we could go ahead and talk about skinwalkers, because we were just talking about them. Oh, um, yeah. Skinwalkers are my fucking favorite. Um, I probably shouldn't be as obsessed with them as I am. <laughs> but... I'm extremely obsessed with them because their stories are just, it's one of the very few cryptids of stories that actually terrify me. Like it's, it's something that I never want to experience. I never want to see one. Um, and the things that they can do just absolutely fascinate me. So <clears throat> before going truly into it, um skinwalkers are of the Navajo culture. Like I had said, It is a harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. So basically a shapeshifter. Um, Most people describe skinwalkers as being very decayed looking. Um, Usually the head of a buck with a sort of wolf-like face. Um, They do have antlers and they have a humanoid body with claws um they're very thin. <coughs> Excuse me. Looking um basically it looks like an upright deer. Yeah, that's why the story so, has always
1: freaked me out. I saw a video a while a long time ago. Like I've known about the skinwalker legend for maybe that's why and and guys I am just as excited and I may not show as much excitement, but I think it's because I've known about the skinwalker stories for so long. Like, my mom was one of the first people that told me about them when I was younger. Like well, aren't even you from part the time Cherokee? I was a
0: kid, yeah. Um, We're both part Cherokee, aren't we?
1: Well, like, I know I am. But. Right,
0: right. Yeah,
1: I am. My great great grandmother. Um, and my mother, I believe, is some Blackfoot Indian descent, but I'm not exactly quite sure. But the story I have known for quite a while, for quite some time. And that was the thing that always seemed to freak me out the most is how much they resemble a deer walking upright. And there was even years later, well, now at this point, it would be several years ago that I saw a video online, probably like in the very beginning of like YouTube's infancy, where it was a really fast video. But when they slowed it down, it was essentially a, you thought it was a deer that started off running on all fours. And then it stopped and then started walking upright. And you're like, what? Like, it's fuzzy, but it's enough that you can clearly make out, you know, the antlers and everything. And then all of a sudden, when it stops and starts walking on its hind legs and striding like a, like a man, you don't really know what to think at that point. And, and, it, you know, at that point, I didn't know anything about anything being doctored. Could it have been fake? Fuck if I know. But how you would fake something that went from running on all fours to walking upright. Like, literally running like a deer to walking upright like a man. I don't know how that could have been doctored. I I still, to this day, have no idea how you
0: explain that. Well, just the things that they do, like, even listening to stories. um, You guys, there's a video. I actually just sent this to Becky not too long ago. I was just chilling in bed and looking up some... uh, on the internet about skinwalkers and I came across this video of um, a skinwalker screaming and I had never heard anything like that that still gives me chills and because it sounds like a fucking deer well you know what scared me do you remember me and I'm sure you
1: guys probably remember the story way back to the ghost stories that we told and I told the one about uh Again, don't do this. Um, me <laughs> sneaking into the gunpowder factory right. and hearing that scream.
0: Yeah,
1: I hadn't been that scared since. Like, I feel like there's only been there's been like a few things that have scared me. Like that scared me. There's a paranormal experience I had in my childhood home that scared me. That scream on ghost. An Adventure episode of Ghost you. Adventure yeah. scared me, and then that fucking scared me. That scared the shit out that of me. That scared me. Like I so like I said, literally a small handful of things that have happened in my life that I've experienced, and that that scream is right there in that list. I had chills and goosebumps all over my body because clearly that was not that
0: wasn't human, and I don't know no. what that because was. it sounded human. It's just like everyone has ever explained. It sounds humanoid but it has but it also did the grunts like a deer yeah and you know this guy has been you know he he was talking about how people are saying it's fake and everything and i even showed it to a couple of my friends and they said it was fake um i don't believe it's fake my i husband actually actually
1: didn't he say that it sounded similar to and i didn't know and again i think you and i talked about this we were just mentioning that a lot of these skinwalker bigfoot stories that i've heard uh Different things about them make more sense now that I have been in a relationship with someone that hunts. I listen to podcasts that people that hunt. I've spoken with people that hunt. So now I get a different perspective. And what that scream really sounded like, if you guys or if anybody out there has hunted or if you've heard what an elk screams Mm -hmm. like during mating season, it sounded It sounded like a mixture between that and a human scream. Yeah. So it sounded very similar. Mm -hmm. It sounded like a it sounded like a mixture between. Because it sounds like a
0: human screaming at first and then it sounds like an elk grunting. Yep. And it's just it's like the guy's describing about how you can look this up too. The guy's describing about how they saw it over the fence. And then he's talking about it. He's talking about it. All of a sudden you hear this motherfucker scream. And nothing, it's just like Becky said, nothing has ever, that really freaked me the fuck out. Because I have never heard, I've heard Bigfoot whoops. And we'll get into that later, like when we talk about Bigfoot. But I've never heard anything like that. Like that sounded very deer, elk, human-like. And I was like, this is the noise everybody describes when they hear A skinwalker scream. That's
1: why it's hard for me to believe that that specific one or any of those other screams of skinwalkers can be doctored because they all sound very similar.
0: Yeah.
1: And every single person has substantiated the same sound. Yeah. And if there's been recordings of them, it's that same, very similar sound. An elk scream and a human scream. Kind of mixed, inter- intertwined know.
0: together. So they mostly look like that. They sound very similar to that. One thing that creeps me out the most about them is how they can sound like a person you know. Or they mimic. They mimic that fucked me up. That fucks me up real bad. When you
1: said that they can... Because... I'm already freaked. Doppelgangers already freaked me out. Right. As it is. I'm already very (laughs) freaked out of the concept of there being another you out there that if you see them. But
0: you hearing your own voice. That. No. Because I remember hearing, you know, the stories where people will be like. This one story about this person who heard a tap at their window. And they said, hello, is someone there? And it literally in their voice said, hello, is someone there? And I'm like
1: fuck i have chills talking about that like no no, no, thank you
0: that motherfucker mimics course it's a it's a shapeshifter so it makes sense that it can do that but at the same time it's terrifying that it can people have told stories about how it will literally look i remember this one story this person said that their friend went to the store to get something Thought she was back because there was, she was, she quote unquote, was standing out in the field and they were waving at her and they said that she was waving, but she wasn't waving. It looked like she was waving, like she was trying to pop her elbow. Like, does that not freak you the fuck out? Like, something was clearly, like, she was waving like that. Like, clearly something's wrong. And then they always say, like, when they talk in someone else's voice, it sounds like them, but they can tell something is wrong skinwalkers scare the fuck out of me like if you saw something like that walking toward you and like one of the guys were like yeah we called her and she's still at the store so that's not her no thank you (laughs) that always freaks me
1: out that thought of you know how you've ever seen in horror movies like where they'll excuse me they'll mimic the sound of like a husband's voice or a child's voice and like, they'll go like, you're not my child or you're not my husband. I know that's not real. I know like that to me is so sickening. Cause I would want to go to that voice. That's, that's why they that's do it. That's why they do it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. It why draws they do you it. in. That's exactly, exactly what they're they doing. Do
0: there was one story where this guy said that his brother was super into cute things. And there was a quote unquote kitten outside of the house and they were walking right up to it and it was shifting into something different as they were walking up to it. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> just no. So apparently if you get a skinwalker on, like if you, you can't talk to it, you can't interact with it or get your scent. Oh, well, good luck with that. Cause of course I'm not. As soon as I seen you, I'm booking it
1: before I shit my um, pants. I'm right. I'm...
0: So you have to be like <laughs> blessed and stuff to get rid of it. Um, but apparently it can actually use your hair. Um, you will, a lot of stories I've heard, you'll find them digging in trashes because they're looking for something of a person that they can curse or go after. Um, they're very, very known to stay on your ass basically until you can have, be blessed to get them off.
1: Well, that's what I've heard that a lot of people, especially specific to, because after learning about the story, I later learned and got really engrossed in a lot of stuff about skinwalker ranch. And I know even now, not just there, but in other places where skinwalkers are very prevalent, it's recommended that you actually go through a Navajo ritual To cleanse yourself, to make sure that you do not get a skinwalker that will attach itself to you or get your scent. There's, There's ancient herbs and a drink and different, just a whole entire ritual that's done with a medicine man or medicine woman to cleanse yourself, to keep you from... And just Any like we energy. said before,
0: you don't have to be of Navajo descent to run into one. You don't. Yeah,
1: and you don't have to be of Navajo descent to go through that ritual either. No. If you feel as though you want to explore in an area where skinwalk, I wouldn't fucking recommend that. But uh, as fascinating as I am by them, I, I, never don't know, want to see one. I don't know if it's something, and it might be because of you and I and our, our heritage as well, why we don't want anything to do with having any type of attachment or being anywhere near something like that. I don't, I just, no,
0: no, absolutely not. Because like even one of the stories that I heard, the person was of Cherokee descent. Yeah. We're Cherokee. So I feel like it can go after anybody at all. So you definitely don't want to skinwalk around now. Like that's, there are a lot of cryptids I wouldn't mind seeing, just this, for the hell of it especially Bigfoot. Man, I've been wanting to see a Bigfoot. I want to see Bigfoot like, like more than anything, but I would I literally don't think I could handle seeing a Skinwalker. I don't think I could take that. That would scare the absolute fuck out like of me. I would feel like I was
1: cursed.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would
1: really scare me. It would really knowing now
0: more. Especially knowing what they actually are. They're not animals. They're witches. Who are shapeshifters, which is evil. Yeah. They're just pure evil. I would literally feel like I was cursed. Yeah. Which they're very extremely closely related to uh, Wendigos, which I've had a lot of people tell me that they don't know the difference between a Wendigo and a Skinwalker. I did not for a long time. And I didn't either. I thought they were the same thing. Yeah. Honestly, I legitimately thought they were the same thing. Um, But like I had mentioned last week, Wendigos are the uh, main villain in the game Until Dawn, and I actually learned a lot about Wendigos just by playing that game where they can't actually be human. Wendigos can be human. They just are um, people that are taken over by greed or are in contact with a Wendigo for too long. Um, Until Dawn actually talks about the fact that if you're bitten by a Wendigo, it's kind of the same as a zombie. You can turn into a Wendigo. Um... But a, a Wendigo is a flat-out mythical man-eating creature or an evil native, evil spirit native to northern forests of the Atlantic coast and Great Lakes regions of the, the U.S. and Canada. Sorry!
1: <laughs> did not mean to do that.
0: Bass!
1: Good Jesus.
0: <laughs> I was trying to bring up something to look up and did not. Sorry, guys. Um It may appear as a monster with characteristics of a human or as a spirit possessed by a human being. Um... It is historically associated with murder, insatiable greed, and cultural taboos against such behaviors. Um, This is actually extremely... This is something I learned just by doing research on Wendigos. Um, Wendigo comes from the term Wendigo psychosis. It's a cultural bound syndrome with symptoms as intense craving for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal. What Um, the fuck? So that's actually a thing. I've never heard of that before. That's actually a thing, and that's where Wendigo comes from. Does that blow your mind? Cause that blew my mind. Oh my god. That really so blew scary. my mind. Is that not insane? Like people were actually being diagnosed with this Wendigo psychosis where they had symptoms as cra- they were craving human flesh and they were fearful of becoming a cannibal. Was Jeffrey Dahmer a Wendigo? <laughs> Dun dun dun! Bear bear bear! (laughs) Jeffrey Dahmer, the people number when to go?
1: I couldn't resist. I'm sorry.
0: But when did he go? (laughs) Jesus! (laughs) Dad joke! (laughs) Queen, sorry, (coughs) queen of dad jokes. Um, dad joke I literally like when I was researching this and I read that I was like um Wendigo comes from an actual psychosis that that was actually and the
1: fact that that was actually enough of a phenomenon that affected enough people that
0: they actually based a psychosis on it so yeah Wendigos are actually known as more demons but they can be people apparently so you can actually turn into a Wendigo if you're evil enough or have enough greed. Um, but that's the difference between a Wendigo and a Skinwalker. Wendigos are literally going to eat you. Like they're. Skinwalkers more kill for the. F- for the, Basically for the fun of it. They don't really. They eat what they kill, but they're not. That's not the main reason they kill. They kill because they want to. Wendigos actually eat flesh and actually do kill to feed. Um, and they're more humanoid looking. They don't look like a giant deer they actually look i don't know if you guys have seen there was a picture years ago put on the internet where this person captured this thing on a a deer trap camera uh camera yeah Yeah, and it looks like a wendigo like legit straight up wendigo um it's very humanoid looking it's got glowing eyes it's kind of bald it looks more oh, like oh yeah, it, that's a really famous picture. Yeah, I've seen that, that picture, a million right there. times. Yeah, um, I don't think they haven't really said if it was fake or not. It's not been like proven that it's fake. It's not proven that it's real. Um, but if you wanted to know what a wendigo really looked like, that's pretty much what a wendigo looks like. What, is that yeah. it looks more like a man more than an animal because wendigos aren't shapeshifters; they're people or. Demons, straight up demons, which demons can turn on whatever the fuck they want, but they tend to have a more characteristic looking look about them. Okay. So, Wendigos are also not really of Native American descent. That was actually going to be a question I was going to ask. Um, they are not, because skinwalkers are... Obviously of Native American descent, but wendigos are actually part of a traditional belief system of um, Algonquin sque- squeaking peoples. Speaking peoples. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, my mouth is doing things. <laughs> so okay. um, they are actually part of the traditional belief system of the Algonquin speaking peoples, not squeaking peoples. peoples. Not squeaking. Jesus, I would really Christ. hope there would not be. Squeaking people.
1: Dogs just following them everywhere. <laughs> I'm so confused.
0: The fuck? Where
1: is that coming from?
0: <clears throat> so yeah, no, there there is a giant difference between uh, Wendigos and Skinwalkers. Um, I truly find Skinwalkers more fascinating just because they do more um, to lure a victim in. Wendigos are just fucking fast as hell. And if you ever come in contact with one, apparently they're very keen to movement. So, if you ever came in contact with one, don't fucking move, don't breathe, don't do anything, stand the fuck still, and they won't see you. T Rex in Jurassic Park. Don't fucking move. Don't move. Don't move.
1: There is a episode 95 of and That's Why We Drink, who just we recent, recently, we sent we What is our deal right now? now to I'll go sweet <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is happening, right oh now? Oh my god! Okay, and that's why we drink just recently won a Webby Award. Yay! Yay. Um
0: congratulations. love you guys. Um
1: episode 95, they had a great episode about uh wendigos so i actually found out more about wendigos on that episode and even from doing this research than i did know about skin like because like i said i knew more about skinwalkers, deeped deep in more of the native american traditions but i right. really didn't know much about wendigos but knew about that that picture and guys if you're familiar with that um maybe we should post a picture of that I can that, post that. That Wendigo picture. I could. Po- Cuz once you guys see it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. I can it's post circulated. That I it's could been circulating that, around um, for a long time.
0: I can find that YouTube video of that scream. Uh the the Skinwalker scream. I can post that too. Um I can also post a picture of a skinwalker. Actually, when I was doing the promos for this, guys, the first picture I posted was a skinwalker. Yeah, that was a skinwalker. Um, the very deer-looking thing that was skinny, that had, like, the really long arms, that was a skinwalker, so... Would you say that movie, <clears> The throat> Ritual, throat> Excuse me. that movie, The Ritual, that's on Netflix, would you say that's a skinwalker? Mm. I wouldn't say it was fully a skinwalker, but I have to say it has skinwalker characteristics. And the only reason I say that is because it was a cult based around this creature that could have clearly been a skinwalker, but it walked on all fours. Because it was like a full deer, but it also had a human in its head. Like, like a full up, body human in its head. Okay. It barely stood up on its hind legs. Not, you're right. Unless it like haunched
1: back. It didn't. So really it had
0: right. skinwalker characteristics 100% because it did have the deer head. It did have the very characteristic look of a skinwalker, but its face and like its It was sort torso, of morphed
1: into other creatures, very humanistic. Yeah.
0: It was almost like they mixed a skinwalker with an actual person. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it had its own hands. Skinwalkers don't have hands like that. Skinwalkers have the long arms with the claws. This thing think, had human hands. I think that was done more so because
1: of the cult. Yeah. If you guys have never seen that movie, it's really great. It's called The Ritual. It's Ritch- basically a glorified Blair Witch movie. It's called it's, The Ritual. It's yeah. on. It's should still be on Netflix. It is it a is. Netflix movie original. Um it
0: was great though. I thought it was really, really, really well done. And you know, the first time I actually, th- when I was watching the ritual, I thought it was a Skinwalker. Because I did too. You, you would see it in, before they actually showed the full creature. That's why I wanted to reference yeah. it, guys. So if you guys get a
1: chance to watch yeah. it, please. That would actually probably be a really good movie to watch after,
0: after right? listening to
1: this, really.
0: But yeah, it's more of a cult based thing other than like just something coming from a cultural background but it does have very and you guys when you see the creature you'll be like yeah that has very very Mm -hmm. very solid skinwalker characteristics it does yeah it's just a little bit more complex than that and whoever designed that creature that was i was was literally just about to say i'm (laughs) all about creature effects and
1: whoever designed the creature for that movie was phenomenal Bravo! Good job.
0: Um. So the next one we want to get into, and we're gonna, I'm gonna let Becky talk a little bit about this in Ohio, because apparently there's been some sightings in Ohio of this big boy, is Bigfoot. Um. Now I grew up with Bigfoot. My dad was a big Bigfoot fan. A big Big, big, Bigfoot fan. Big, 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 <laughs> big, 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 big bigfoot, bigfoot, fan. bigfoot fan. Bigfoot fan. Um, and I watched Legend of Boggy Creek when I was fucking tiny. Yeah, anybody that knows um, about Bigfoot knows about The <laughs> Legend big of Boggy Creek. Creek, yep. My dad loved that movie. Anytime there was any documentaries on Bigfoot, we were watching it. Um, I've always personally wanted to see a Bigfoot. Me too. Um, I don't think I would be scared of a Bigfoot. I'd be very fascinated by them. Um, I've been fascinated by by them since I was a kid. Funny story, actually. I think I might have said this on our first episode. I watched a movie called Abominable, which was about the Yeti, which is the snow Bigfoot, um, back when I was younger. And I had never watched any horror movies before. And they made this, they basically, what it was, is this guy was out living in his home, and these five girls went camping, they lived in a log cabin, and they basically were being hunted by this Yeti and the Yeti ends up killing all of them. Oh, Jesus. Winds up being extremely gory. My dad had no idea because my dad thought it was a documentary. So I'm watching this. I'm fucking 11. Oh, no. 12 years old. Never seen a horror anything in my entire life. Watched this movie scare the shit out of me. I had to sleep because we lived, like I was explaining it to you before, we lived by a canal. There was this huge ass woods. Behind the house. So you literally thought it was just going to pop. Yeah, I just thought it was going to kill kill me. So I thought if I slept with all of my lights on, that would save my ass. So that's what I did. I slept with all my lights on for a month. Yeah. I actually almost threw up because of one of the scenes. Because it takes the neck off of somebody. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And it's so funny because now, if you guys watch this movie called Abominable, you're going to be like, what the absolute... (laughs) Fuck. But I'd be like, no imagine being a 10-year-old child and breaks. watching that. Take yourself in a child's <laughs> mind and watch that shit. Cause I watch it now. It was on TV the other day and I watched it and I was like, wow, this is fake as hell. Cause when he ripped her neck off, no blood even fell out. It was just red. You're like. And I was like, well, that looked like plastic. <laughs> <you can> try. <laughs> but um anyway, so yeah, the the Bigfoot has been a big part of my life. Um, but Becky has some Bigfoot stories in Ohio. Yeah, there's so, actually been quite a few. Um,
1: so I've got, I know I mentioned at the end of the last podcast, this really great book I got called Weird Ohio. Um, the authors are uh, Mark Skirman and Mark Morin. Um, so they basically toured all around Ohio, found all kinds of local legends and different things within the state. Um, and then the one chapter that they have specifically on, I guess you would say cryptids, it's called Bizarre Beast. Um They've got a chapter in here. Bigfoot in Ohio, the granddaddy of American monsters, is Bigfoot. And, of course, there are many reports of the large, hairy, and stinky bipeds in Ohio during the late 1700s. <laughs> yeah, I, I know a lot of reports of them just smelling really bad. People just say they smell yeah, like I didn't a wet even, dog. I
0: didn't even add that. As. Skinwalkers smell like rotten meat, rotten flesh, yeah. and so do Wendigos. And Bigfoot, Bigfoot smells like, like a, a wet distinctive dog. wet dog smell. Yeah.
1: During the late 1700s, Native Americans... Um, The Delaware tribe of Ohio described to the new settlers their frequent encounters with the strange hominids as recorded in the history of newcomers town. The Delaware said that they had to leave out food for the wild ones of the woods to keep the peace. The more modern history of Bigfoot in Ohio begins so far as written accounts go in eighteen sixty-nine, with a news article uncovered by cryptozoologist Mark A. Hall, dated January twenty-third of that year. The article was headlined A Gorilla in Ohio and told of a hairy creature haunting the woods near the town of Galapolis. The creature had jumped on a man riding in a carriage, and the man's daughter, who was also in the carriage, threw a stone at the animal as it shrugged with her father. Struggled with her father. The rock hit the animal's ear and the quote-unquote gorilla departed. In recent years, Ohio has been one of the most active areas for Bigfoot sightings. The creature has even been given a number of local names such as Orange Eyes or the Grassman. The sightings may be the result of a large number of researchers involved in Bigfoot investigations in the state. As far as we can tell, Ohio ranks second in the country after California in the number of Bigfooters committed hairy hominid seekers. The Weird Ohio team itself has investigated sightings in the state uh, many times. Um, so, yeah. So, at the time that this book was published, which would have been in, um, I think this was actually in, like, the early 2000s, I think 2005. Um, so, yeah. At that time, it would have been the uh, – now, that that's actually Bigfoot Hunters to the state – But I just found an article a couple of days ago that Ohio, actually, out of all the countries, Ohio is ranked number eight as far as Bigfoot sightings. So we're number eight. Countries or states? States, sorry. We're we're number eight out of all of the states of the most Bigfoot sightings.
0: I didn't know that. In the
1: U.S. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't figure Ohio would have
1: shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, a lot of it is due to, I mean, I've been all over Ohio, and I know pretty much past Columbus, once you get into northern parts of Ohio, where it's nothing but wooded areas. Mm -hmm. Nothing but wooded areas. And then if you get more uh, east Ohio, north and southeast Ohio, and you start getting more into Appalachia... In those areas, you've got a lot of densely wooded populated areas that would be perfect for them to hide, essentially. Yeah. I mean, if you if you give into the folklore of Bigfoots. Um, I know Casper and I were discussing a lot about um, what we feel like Bigfoots essentially are and... I'm more on the spectrum, and I think Casper would agree, because I know there's been a lot of different things out there as far as what exactly a Bigfoot is. And uh, we had talked about earlier referencing a Ancient Aliens, to show on History Channel. They did an episode some years back about Bigfoot being alien-related, which I don't believe that for myself. I think it just happens to be a coincidence that the sightings are close to UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings just happen to be in the same area, but they're both in densely wooded populated areas and mountainous reason, regions. So that kind of makes sense. Um, but I think I follow more with Dr. Jeff Mildrum. He is a, um, world renowned, uh, he, I think he actually studies, um, he's not a paleontologist, but I think he actually studies apes. And I, I I'm not exactly sure what that what the word is for that, but he believes that essentially them they're they're what I described in the little thing that I read that they're bipedal hominids and bipeds or bipads rather walk on two feet just like humans. And he Jeff Meldrum essentially Dr. Meldrum essentially thinks that Bigfoots are just like Gigantopithecus. They're just like any other giant hominid that used to walk the earth some thousands of years ago, and there are still some that could possibly be in existence. And like we mentioned, there are there were animals that at one time were considered cryptids that were thought to be extinct or maybe never existed that we found later did still exist. Example, the coelacanth. They thought that was extinct for like 60 million years and found them. So who's to know that A Bigfoot isn't in close relation to a gigantopithecus thought to be extinct for thousands, millions of years, however long, and come to find out they are not. And there are still some that existed because there are densely wooded populated areas, not just in Ohio, not just in the Pacific Northwest, even across the world, as we mentioned with a Yeti, where we have not explored those areas. How do we know? Right.
0: You really don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. We can't sit here and be like, this is what a Bigfoot is. Like, there's just speculation and speculation and speculation, but people are seeing it. Right. That's that's the one thing I can confirm, and I can tell you right now, and you can say whatever the hell you want, but I firmly believe in them. Firmly believe. I always have, I've believed since I was a kid in Bigfoot. And I, oh, I always would have. love to see a Bigfoot.
1: And like I said too, like you mentioned, I don't think I would be scared necessarily. No. I would stay very still, make sure I didn't make a sound, and try to get out my phone as fast as possible to get as clear of a picture or video. I know, I'd probably be God, like meeting
0: a famous person.
1: I'd be like, <gasps> I'm so sick of these blurry ass <laughs> Bigfoot pictures <laughs> and videos. That is so annoying. I'm like, can anybody just get a straight shot of a clear Bigfoot picture? Please exactly like you said like stop shaking like you're meeting a celebrity just stay still hold the camera still right focus see focus my thing picture.
0: my thing I figure if I ever saw Bigfoot I would want to just take in the moment I don't even think I would want to get my phone see, out I mean, would just want to take it in
1: I would want I would want me personally I would want to get my phone because I would want to get as clear of a definitive picture as I could yeah. as possible because I'm so tired of seeing ones that are <laughs> you can't what, so, what the fuck is Annoying. Like I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that the is. What is, fuck that? is that? What is that? Um, well, I'll tell quick, two quick stories about Bigfoot. One from the book. Um, since we had referenced Boggy Creek, um, this one is uh, says James Willis tells the following two stories, one stranger than the other, of que- creatures.
0: That oh, may my God, it's happening the, again. Quee <laughs> choice That
1: may lurk in the murky world of Ohio's bogs. In 1942, the Ohio Historical Society officially listed cedar bog as a nature preserve, the first kind in the state. Today, approximately one quarter of all the plant species in Ohio call cedar bog home, along with over hundreds of species of birds and many rare reptiles and fish. And if the stories are to believe the bog... Also is uh, notable to one resident, Bigfoot. Shortly after Cedar Bog Preserve opened, locals began whispering about spotting a huge ape-like creature walking on Woodburn Road, which parallels the bog. Some claimed that it was Bigfoot himself. One thing that they all agreed upon, that the creature was too big to be a man and was unlike anything that they had ever seen before. Um, some even said that it may have even been an albino, uh, relative to Bigfoot because it was act- It actually most of the time Bigfoot sightings it has brown fur or reddish colored fur. Right, this one was actually very tan, very tan or gray. Oh. Um, so
0: tan it goes with the tanning a tan. Shit.
1: Not long after, a long metal fence topped with barbed wire was erected along both sides of Woodburn Road. Most people assumed it was meant to protect the bog by keeping people out, but some believe even today, that the fence was placed there to keep Bigfoot in the bog. Regardless of what what is true, we invite you to take a trip down Woodburn Road on a dark night and see for yourself if you don't feel like something is standing on the other side of the fence just beyond the car's reach of headlights watching you. Uh, And this boggy creek tale, according to legend, a group of teenagers from Kettering, Ohio, that's uh, closer to Dayton, which is north of us, decided to venture outside the city on an impromptu camping trip. The spot they chose to camp at was along a creek at the far end of a large field. It was not a good decision. The following morning, when the teenagers hadn't returned, their parents went looking for them. They came across the remains of a small campsite, the fire still smoking, but no sign of the teenagers. It is said that they were attacked and killed during the night by a hideous creature nicknamed the Boggy Creek Monster. True or not, the teenagers were never seen or heard from again. Skeptics claim there is no Boggy Creek Monster and pointed to the fact that the name comes from a fictional monster created for a low-budget 1970s horror movie, the one we spoke of, The Boggy Creek Monster. However, it should be noted it was a good movie. It should be noted that the movie was actually based on a creature known as the falook monster which was said to have terrorized the residents of falook arkansas in the 1960s so perhaps more than one of these creatures exist and one of them has chosen to make a home along the creek on the outskirts of kettering that's so close that is pretty close um (laughs) this story i have actually is even closer um yeah y'all i I live
0: in like the city this happened so pretty close
1: um so it's westchester ohio uh that far from Cincinnati, um, I'd say probably in between Lake Cincinnati and Dayton, more Cincinnati, Middletown. Um, there were reports of Bigfoot sightings. One in particular that my husband never saw, but said that there were stories that circulated when he was in high school of a road where off-roading kids would go mudding and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of them would say that they had seen Bigfoot or what they thought was Bigfoot. So one story in particular was a group of friends, not necessarily coming back from mudding, but just happened to be coming down that same exact road. Well, that road, you kind of cross underneath this sort of creepy, you go through this like really creepy narrow bridge. And I'm sure at night it's, it, well, I've actually driven on that road at night. It's even creepier. So you're going through these like turns and there's woods and there's woods and then there's a clearing and it's like right before you get to where there's anything residential. And they say that they saw right in front of them Bigfoot cross the road. Like from one side of the road to the other. Right in front of them. It's probably my dad. And like, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, get, I'm sorry. just get in the mail. Just get in the mail. He just he was trying to get he was fucking taking a walk, guys. that's all he was doing My poor dad can even take a fucking oh my god poor dad so yeah and
1: after that of course amongst others it just yeah he just said that there was this whole so this was in the 90s late 90s and just said that there was yeah for a while at least for a couple of years between that story and several others but it was always centralized in that main area
0: no fucking that there thank were you. Signs of
1: Bigfoot. So,
0: even though honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing it. And I've driven on that road. I've, I've driven on, on that, that road. road. I've been on
1: that road at yeah. night. I've still been on that road to this day. i want
0: to let's go to that road and then let's just drive really slow at we night. Do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it.
1: And we'll try to get that clear, non-fuzzy <laughs> picture. And oh or my god, video. look! Oh my
0: god, look! I don't see shit. shit.
1: <laughs> Turn on my flash. Damn it. (laughs) I'd
0: be like, excuse me, sir. Hey, Can can you you stop? Can you you just stop? Can you just do the regular Bigfoot pose for me, please? Thanks. You know which one I'm talking about. You know. You've seen it online. You know. You've seen it online. You've eaten somebody. You've seen their phone. You know.
1: (laughs) And every statue that you see in people's yards of
0: Bigfoot that's Oh my god, I know. Those damn statues... Those would fuck with some people. Oh, those no, there was cool. uh, there was somebody over in the Liberty Township area that had one of those, and they live out in the country, so at night, it fucked me up at night, because I was like, bitch, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that and would then, scare the shit out of and me. And then the next day, I realized, because I, I texted my cousin, who lives out there, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, they have that set up, and next time I went during the day, it was set up. It people was, are not cool. I was like, can you fuck off? Not cool. <laughs> Yeah, bitch not cool people not cool okay moving on cause we have oh my god we have a lot to cover damn we've been
1: talking for an hour
0: okay Almost so um wolf, werewolf y'all don't know what a werewolf let's is let's go into werewolves now lycanthropes <laughs> y'all don't know what a werewolf is it's a dog <laughs> it's, it's a dog that goes ow Casper's like, we ain't got much time. Let's get through this. Werewolves is like a dog. And, uh, (laughs) next. uh... So werewolves are like dogs that stand up on their hind... No, for real, though. Like, werewolves are, um, usually contributed to, like, people turning into them. But they're basically wolves that stand on their hind legs. Well, like I
1: mentioned, lycanthropes. So lycanthropy was thought to be a disease that people would get that would essentially turn them into... Said werewolf. I
0: kind of want to be a werewolf, but whatever. Low
1: key, right?
0: Um, shout out underworld. <laughs> um, one another one that uh, Becky's going to have a story on too is Mothman. Mm-hmm. Mothman originated in West Virginia, um, uh, Point Pleasant, from November of sixty six to December of sixty seven. Now they actually have like a whole. You can go to West Virginia now. In Point Pleasant, and they have, like, a whole, like, don't they have a museum? Oh, my God, there's a
1: ginormous statue in the middle of the city that somebody erected. A big chrome mothman with giant red glowing eyes. They put on a festival every year.
0: And they usually, that's what they say, it's a body of a man, and he's got, like, big red eyes, and he's got wings like a moth. Now, this Mothman
1: story actually happened in Ohio, and of all places, it happens
0: in a place that I go camping that I'm going camping to this weekend. She's going camping there this weekend. I hope you see a Mothman. I hope I don't. I hope you see Bigfoot, at least.
1: (laughs) I would much rather see Bigfoot than Mothman. You're like, I'd actually rather not see anything. So, guys, let's... Yeah, actually, I would rather not see a fucking thing, but I'm really hoping it's Bigfoot and not Mothman. Um, so, and actually what's kind of crazy, even going back to the Skinwalker story, the way that this lady describes him in the story, it's almost as if he shapeshifts or at least does what moths do, which is can camouflage themselves in an area. So it's almost like he camouflages himself into this tree. So maybe not necessarily necessarily shapeshifts into the tree, but camouflages into making it think it's the tree or at least close to the same color of the tree. Um, so this is from crypto, what is this guy's name? Uh, Mark Hall, again, cryptozoologist Hall. Um, he writes that these Ohio, Ohio River Valley, uh, Mothman may have developed a protective mimicry so that they could disguise themselves as upright trees and logs lying on the ground. Oh my God. That makes me think of that movie mimic. You guys remember we were, oh I was my literally, God. And my husband were literally just talking about this movie a few days ago. Movie scared the shit out of me. Nope. That movie was creepy. That movie
0: was very creepy. Super. God, creepy. I
1: forgot all about that movie <laughs> until you
0: just brought that yeah, up. Yeah. So
1: when it said mimicry, it was the first thing that popped no. in my head was mimic. So an example of this mimicry can be seen in the following story told to Hall by a woman in Ohio. In August of 1982, this woman saw something she couldn't understand at Rocky Fork Lake in Southern Ohio. About a year later, she saw a similar sighting at the same lake. According to the woman, while fishing in Rocky Fork Lake in Ohio, we drifted into a pristine cove on the southwest side and noted with utter disbelief, an old, tall, topless tree trunk above 9 to 10 feet high, 112 inches around, move about 4 feet sideways. This was on shore about 20 feet inland among uh, like looking trees and underbrush. Again, it moved, only this time there was a partial twisting or rotation at the top 18 to 24 inches. It slowly maneuvered backward, keeping it erect like a tree into the woods with no noises from it or the underbrush as it gracefully, as graceful as a bird through a tree. So, literally, she's talking about guys that she saw what she thought was a tree move four feet to the side and then backwards and literally not make a sound like not even a rustling. It stopped in the middle of the sunlight clearing. She then said that the wings unfolded with a span greater than most small airplanes. After a while, it returned to its tree appearance. She saw the resemblance of two eyes and thought it was watching them. Um. It should be noted too, that actually near this lake is a uh there's an airfield where people actually fly single engine aircraft small Cessna planes so if people are familiar with that area or even familiar with small Cessna planes that would basically be with the wingspan size that she's describing and you see them you see those planes a lot on a clear day when you when you can't fish whatever out Hmm. there Um, the sun went down. The site was lost to view. One year later, same lake, half a mile or so. Good Jesus lady. You'd have thought you stayed to fuck. Is there any, there's so many other places you can, you can fish in Ohio. Why the fuck she had to come back a year later to this same goddamn spot?
0: She wanted to see it again. She wanted to see
1: it again, I guess. Um, it was a half a mile or so from the first cove. This figure had appeared near the shoreline again. Uh, she said this time it actually seemed taller and leaner. Um, She said this time she got a better look at its legs and its feet. They were yellowish and grainy shaped like chicken legs. They were so thin and short for the actual height of its body. Three long slender toes with a hooked toe or nail on the lower leg. The creature stood between five and seven feet tall, was wider than a man and shuffled on human-like legs. Its eyes were set top, near the top of the shoulders. It had bat-like wings that glided rather than flapped when it flew. Some speculate... Oh, sorry. The legend of the Mothman hiding in plain sight is still circulating in the communities on the Ohio side of the river. Some speculate that the flurry of Mothman sightings that began in 1966 was a warning sign that something tragic was going to happen. Um, and this, of course, is the very famous um, prophecy of the Silver Bridge broke that happened on December 15th, 1967, between Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and Galaples, Ohio. Um, several people died as a result of that. Um, that scene was actually in uh, the movie Mothman in 2001. That was actually the first time I ever found anything about yeah. Uh, the, moth, the Mothman prophecies is what it was. That was the first thing
0: I ever found right. anything about. The Mothman. I never knew anything about it. My dad was, like I had mentioned before, when we watched Bigfoot, my dad was obsessed with cryptids. Anytime we ever had any chance to watch a documentary on something, Mothman, Jersey Devil, Bigfoot, like all that stuff,
1: <clears throat> we were
0: watching that it. That Mothman so.
1: is really creepy. Well, even in that, another thing that was interesting about that, movie that was actually based on a book was that they even if you remember they touch in that movie that richard Gere plays that reporter and the more he keeps trying to report about mothman there's a scene with the men in black you know i mentioned my conspiracy theory thing guys that supposedly there's men in black that work for our government that try to cover up Things And if people start talking about UFOs or cryptids or things that the government may be trying to cover up, so even they show up throughout the movie. So there were so many weird things about that movie. I mean, it literally went into the possibility that our government or some government agency or some agency in itself locked into a conspiracy theory that they're trying to cover up the actual existence of mothman right. so that's really crazy because i think it tied into wasn't there a power plant or there is yeah. a power plant yeah near they're, there. Yep. so they're thinking the mothman thing tied
0: into the power plant too it was some documentary i watched where the guy talked about um him and his i think it was his wife went to point pleasant to see the mothman exhibit and all that stuff ended up going to Mothman Cave. And he got an EVP recording because he said, Hello, is anybody there? And what he got sent chills down. Oh my spine no. Because it responded to him and it said, I think if I remember correctly, it said, I'm here. Guys. Pray I don't see
1: Mothman this weekend.
0: I think it said I'm here. <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it said I'm here. It was, um... And if I do, I will let you know next week. Stay tuned. Because <laughs> he said, like, hello, is anybody there? You know, and it was like, I'm here. And it was like the... Oh, God. It's scared. It literally sent chills down my spine. He's like, we tore out of there as fast as we could. Oh, yeah. Because um, apparently he heard it audibly as well. So, I was like... Maybe Mothman is a little more on the demonic side. I'm not sure. That movie <laughs> scared the shit out of me. That Mothman, but that was a documentary. Like he actually played his. That's a real EVP recording. That yeah. was not a movie. Like that was real. Like no, thank you. Um, I believe in it. That movie scared the shit out of me, and I believe it to this there's day. Really no cryptid I don't believe in. Honestly, some version of it at least, or something. Um. All right. So the Jersey
1: Devil. Oh, do you mean to do one more local one? Oh, you want to do the? I'll do Frogman real quick, guys. Frogman's the lame uh, one. This one's lame. Uh, but <laughs> I mentioned that I would go over it because I'm sure some people are like, "What the fuck? There's a Frogman." Uh, <laughs> it's just me when I don't when I shower. <clears throat> <laughs> that's why <where> I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, In March of 1972, on two separate occasions, two Ohio policemen saw what became known as the Loveland Frogman. Uh, Ron Schaffner and fellow cryptozoologist Richard Mackey interviewed the officers and investigated the incidents. The first sighting occurred at 1 a.m. on March 3, 1972, on a clear cold night. Officer Ray Shockey was en route to Loveland via Riverside Road when he thought he saw a dog lying in a field beside... Uh, Twightly Road. Suddenly, the thing stood up, its eyes illuminated by the car lights, looked at him from an instant, turned, and leaped over a guardrail. It went down an embankment into the Little Miami River. According to Shockey, the thing weighed about 60 pounds, stood about three to four feet tall, had textured leathery skin, and a face that looked like a frog or a lizard. Shocky drove to the police station and returned with Officer Mark Matthews to look for evidence of the creature. They turned up scrap marks, leading down the side of the hill, near the river, but no frogman. On St. Patrick's Day of 1972, Officer Matthews was driving outside of Loveland when he had a similar experience. Seeing an animal lying in the middle of the road, he stopped to remove what he thought was a dead critter. Instead, when he opened his door, the animal got into a crouched position like a football player. Stunned, Matthews watched the creature hobble to the guardrail, lift a leg over it, keeping an eye on Matthews the whole time. He later said that he felt the creature stood more upright than Shocky had described. One local farmer told investigators that he had seen a large frog-like or lizard-like creature in the same month the officers had. Reports of the 1972 frogman had been hard on the witnesses. These two officers took a lot of flack about the sighting back then, said a local businessman who wished not to be identified, in a 1985 newspaper story about the sightings. People made fun of them and the city. Years later in 1999, during local media interviews, Matthews explained that he was tired of talking about the frogman and that what he had actually seen was just an iguana. But at the time of the sightings, both witnesses said that they saw something resembling an upright man-like lizard about four feet tall. And then there is the matter of the sketch. Officer Shockey's sister had drawn it based on Shockey and Matthew's description shortly after their encounters with the creature. A biped creature, it clearly looks like a giant frogman. In 2001, Weird Ohio did a follow-up investigation interviewing the principals, including Ron Schaffner. When asked about Matthew's attempts to pull back from the original story, Schaffner said, Why, after all these years, Matthew is debunking the story? I'm not sure. But four years after the sightings, both officers had showed him the sketch and said that they said that what the creature they had seen looked like. If they had seen an iguana, why would they show us a completely different drawing? This creature of this creature back in 1976 and tell us that it looked like it? Said Chaffner. Maybe Matthews is just tired of hearing the story and all the variations. So that actual sketch, there's an actual museum in Loveland that's dedicated. Uh, a part of the museum of Loveland is dedicated to a section of Frogman. And that drawing is, or I think either recreation of that drawing is there. So interesting. <clears throat> I thought, like, really giant frog. Okay. Okay. Beow,
0: beow, beow.
1: Beow, beow, beow. <laughs> that frog man is gonna come out, and we're like, <laughs> I love these some frogs legs. So I'll oh, I the-
0: love frog legs though. Could you imagine Frogman legs? That'd be so good and big. Hey, Frogman. Honestly, if I ever. Where are you? If I see Frogman, I'm gonna catch that motherfucker and cook him. Yeah, Frogman, you're out, dude.
1: Don't let me see you. <laughs> Don't let me see you. Food.
0: Food! Do <laughs> you see my cows out front? Do you see my Frogman out front? No. <laughs> oh! <laughs> If you guys don't know that reference, cinephile yourselves. Yeah, well, we don't. School yourselves. We're no. not even going to tell you what that's from. Well, no, we're not. We're not going to tell you at all. Nope. Nope. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> He's the extreme! Oh, uh, it's awesome. Anyway, so Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil is a legendary creature said to inhibit the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey. It is described as a flying biped animal like an ostrich with hooves. The common description is that of a kangaroo-like creature with a goat or horse-like head, leathery bat wings, horns, small arms, clawed hands, hooves, and a forked tail.
1: No, no. Bitch, does that no. not
0: sound like a tiny little devil? It sounds
1: horrifying. <laughs> it sounds like a tiny fucked up little.
0: I don't even know. Well, I mean, it's called the Jersey Devil. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's got a fucking forked tail. Like, is that not a fucking devil enough? It's got a goddamn like hope, hope, kid. Goathead! Oh, God. What is is happening? I don't know.
1: We don't know. (laughs) Um, we got too drunk for this podcast. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Or maybe. No, no, I'm, I'm all right. Um, I'm just tired. We're working through it. But, um, so the Jersey devil is the one that I actually would be terrified of seeing as well, because they, a lot of the things that they say about it is the same thing, like the red eyes. It honestly looks like a, Devil.
1: Well, and isn't part of the mythology of the Jersey Devil like wasn't a woman cursed? Wasn't it like her thirteenth child or something, and she was yeah, cursed? Yeah, there was
0: some yeah
1: birth the devil, and that's yeah. where the apparently came that's from, where apparently. the legend came yeah, from. Yeah, there's been yeah. several legends of where he came from, but it just always any of that that kind of surrounded a demon or yeah. I just wanted, and especially drawings if. Drawings of this thing and or, or any kind of artistic renderings of this thing that people have said that they've looks saw like de- have de- always demons. been really freaky looking.
0: They look like demons. Looks like they a look horse like head or camel head
1: demon thing.
0: Yeah, bat
1: wings. It just looks. So I would be like, bitch, that's
0: not even the Jersey Devil. That's just a fucking demon. Like, like, I'm like I know that's that that's is, a demon right but that's, there. If that's what a demon is, then that's what that is. <laughs> Ugh. Um, and then the chupacabra. Of course, that is the folklore and the parts of the Americas first reported sightings was in Puerto Rico. Um, it comes from, It is it has a habit of attacking and drinking blood of livestock. It's a very heavy creature the size of a small bear. It has a rose of spines reaching from the neck to the tail. It's very dog-like looking. So from what I've heard, it's... Looks a lot like a very skinny dog. You know what, though? I've never been able,
1: the only thing about the
0: Chupa Crop, Chupa Crabba, uh, every time fuck up, up,
1: up, that's just what we're gonna,
0: burr, burr, burr. Burr. <laughs> You're fucked up, <laughs> fucked up, burr, burr, burr. fucked up.
1: Oh, my God. God. I just, it's hard for me to buy into a lot. As much as I, I think Chupacabra, when I first heard about it, it was one of those where I really wanted to buy in it like I do with Bigfoot. But every time they say they've caught one or captured one or anything, it always winds up being a dog that has mange. Yeah. It's either a dog that has mange or a coyote that has mange or like a cross coyote dog hybrid that has mange. They're just they're they usually are they're usually yeah. wild dogs that are it's just, just a abandoned vampire and dog. skinny and have mange. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like really
0: yeah
1: I want to buy into it, but
0: man, that's the one cryptid I think I don't.
1: I'm yeah I'm like you. I don't
0: really believe in it. I don't
1: think I believe in that one. Um, I want to, but yeah I want it's to too. Just, but... Like I said, every time they say they find one and I see video footage of one, and I'm like, that's just like a dog. Yeah, it's just like a dog. So fucked up dog. And I can see dog. too, though, but like, I remember the first time I ever saw a video of one, why I really wanted to believe it is because I had actually never seen what a dog with mange looks like. Right. But if you look up what a dog with mange looks like and then look at all the footage of chupacabras that people have supposedly gotten, that's, ex- it's, it's, it's just ex- a dog insane. with mange. Yeah. No fur, the sores all over its Very body. that so It almost makes it look like it has like scales because it's got the sores yeah. from the mange. So, yeah. I don't think I buy into that one. That's the only. That's about the only one
0: I'm just like, Meh, I don't yeah. think so. And last but not least, guys, the Loch Ness monster. Loch Ness Nessie. Well, Ohio has a Bessie.
1: Bessie. We have a Bessie. Um, She's of supposedly... course, if you don't
0: know what the Loch Ness monster is, it is a oh, very dinosaur-looking well, yeah. creature that lives in the ocean, and it is well, no, not in the ocean. Or lakes, I'm sorry. <laughs> in the
1: lake. It's Loch Ness Lake in <laughs> Scotland,
0: sorry. Yeah, I meant to say lake. I just flew ocean out. It does not live in the goddamn ocean. <laughs> but if you think about it, though, there's so many creatures in the ocean. Well, see, there could be something in from. the ocean. that Because it the locks actually, the you know,
1: part of the ocean flows into that. So they right. think that's, it, I think that's essentially where they think the origin came from. That it was from the ocean, but then it just kind of got stuck. They got so big that it couldn't get out, so now it's just stuck in this fucking lock. And I guess that's the same thing that they say. Is about it this... locked? Is it locked in the lock? <laughs> got the dad jokes! Pew, pew, pew! Pew, pew, pew! And Bessie is in Lake Erie. And I think it's kind of the same really? thing. Really? Yeah, they believe that. Interesting. So, same, same mythology same concept, as yeah. Nessie, though. It's the big giant. Well, they're, they think they're. Uh, uh, What's that name? The specific dinosaur? Do they think that they are?
0: I know what it,
1: Brachiosaurus. Yeah, there you go. Yep, <laughs> you got it.
0: I was like, I know. As what I it close, is. as I
1: close the book, Brachiosaurus, or, or Plesiosaurus, 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 Plesiosaurus—the yeah. one with the guys. I know my dinos. I'm I know dinosaurus. my dinos. I know, I know my dinos.
0: We did. We did make a Jurassic Park reference too. earlier. We're doing some dino shit. cryptid dinos. Okay, so guys, we've talked about, like, a lot as far as cryptids in
1: the past hour. So if you guys don't know, what, if you guys didn't know what a cryptid was, you should now, after an hour and 13 minutes, know what cryptids are, and at least have an idea of the majority of the most popular cryptids
0: out there. Which, we covered, I, think I, think I think the, we the ones covered we covered, all covered all were the most popular ones. Wendigo,
1: Skinwalkers, Bigfoot, Jersey Devil, Nessie, yeah, we did. We she got all our local over. Ohio ones out, too. Yep.
0: So, sweet. All right, guys. So, you guys sent us some stories. So, I have some stories to read to you. This first one comes from Dude 13 He said, I'm not sure if this counts as a cryptid story, but it is a story that was told to me as a child. So, the following is a story told to me when I was a child. I claim no ownership to this story. I have done my best to embellish any of the details. I can't remember everything. And I'm sure I'm missing some details, but the following is everything I can remember and enjoy. When I was a young boy, my godfather's friend, we'll call him Mike because I can't remember his real name, once told me a story of a time he went camping with his father. They'd gone into the woods somewhere in the southern part of Nevada. Mike said he was in his early teens at the time and had God camping many times before, so he was well experienced in toughing it out in the wilderness with his father. They brought all the essentials, including a shotgun, just for protection, and Mike's father had a CB radio built into his truck just in case of an emergency. They were planning on staying out there for a few nights, but by the second or third night, they would end up abandoning, abandoning camp and driving off in a hurry to the nearest emergency room. The way Mike told the story made it seem like as if all throughout their stay, they felt as something was off. They had been on many camping trips before, but they felt uneasy this time around. When the sun went down that day, Mike said he thought he could hear something rustling in the forest around them. Mike would usually make jokes about the boogeyman or monsters coming to get me, but he would always say it with a joking smile on his face. This time when he told me about the creeping creature in the forest that was seemingly stalking him and his father, there was no smile on his face at all. Mike described having smelled something like rotting meat before he heard loud huffing noises like that of a bull or a bison. That's starting to sound a little bit familiar. Oh, my God. Mike's father supposedly smelled and heard the same things and proceeded to arm himself with a machete while instructing Mike to go to the truck and get the shotgun. This is where Mike would usually pause in his story for suspense, which is why sometimes I never took his story seriously. Before Mike could finish loading the shotgun, he said he heard a loud snarling and turned around in time to see a massive, eight-foot-tall, lumbering bear creature with beady eyes that appeared to be bleeding. Mike's dad had no time to act as this massive, black monstrosity emerged out of the darkness. Mike's dad was knocked to the ground as this thing tried to latch onto him with its massive jaws, big enough to fit a man's head and shoulders. Mike panicked and barely managed to level the shotgun at the monster grizzly and fired off a shot. The thing appeared mostly unfazed by the buckshot and continued to try and bite Mike's flailing father. Mike claimed to have heard the bones crack as this thing snapped its vice-like jaws on his father's leg. As the creature began to drag Mike's father back into the darkness of the woods, he leveled the gun and shot the creature again, this time right in the face. It let go of his father, and they both made their way back to the truck. At some point after the attack, Mike and his father returned to that area and spoke to either law enforcement or forest rangers. I can't remember. Their claims of an eight-foot-tall-back black grizzly with bleeding red eyes were dismissed. I've seen pictures of Mike's father, and one particular picture of a father-son fishing trip, Mike's father was wearing khaki shorts and massive scars on his legs were clearly visible. However, my godfather dismissed them as an old injury caused from a severe motorcycle accident that nearly resulted in an amputation. I never met Mike's father, so I never got direct confirmation on the story details. All I know is that out of... All of Mike's creepy stories and joking. This is the one that he swore was true. Now that I'm older, I know there are no bears, especially grizzly grizzly bears, in the southern part of Nevada. Sounds like oh a skinwalker my to me. God. <laughs> yeah, that was a skinwalker. That's for a skinwalker. Sure. That was
1: fucking creepy.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Especially Nevada.
1: That's that's Indian reservations
0: right there. Oh yeah,
1: that's that's all that is. All of that land. Any of that land that's unincorporated is all Indian reservations. Oh, my God. That is really fucking creepy.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Thank you for your story, GZ. Dude. Thank you. This next one comes from CBD. Can Cannab- I can't pronounce that. Yeah, CBD cannabidiol. Thanks. I'm going to be over here like never able to pronounce that fucking Thanks, word. It happens. Um, <clears throat> all right. This next one comes from them. And they say where this one's called Werewolf in Texas. There have been plenty of tales of tech in Texas about half man, half beast creatures that roam the countryside, terrorizing anything and everything that got in the way. A few Native American cultures, like the San, uh, pardon me for this, San Eldifonso Poblans, I probably destroyed that word. Near Santa Fe, believe they have the power of transformation and can assume the shape of an animal at will. Whether it be fable, legend, fact, or fiction, where creatures have a long history in Texas and just about every culture that has touched the state has had some form of beastly mythology or folktale related to these imaginative creatures. Take the case of Hill County settler and tombstone carver N.Q. Patterson of Kimball County. A Tennessee transplant, Patterson settled around present-day Junction and served a year as a treasurer than as a county judge. Even as a tombstone carver, business was slow at times, especially since there weren't a lot of people in Kimball County in those days. And to add to the problem, Patterson suffered from tuberculosis, a disease that was called galloping consumption at the time. With so much time on his hands, Patterson took to carving on limestone rocks that lined Bear Creek and that flowed gently past his cabin settlement. Before long, Patterson's carvings became popular around the county, and before his death, the quote-unquote, faces that he carved gained a large degree of notoriety, especially one in particularly large image of a face that sported a broad nose, glinting eyes, and a snarling mouth with long, fang-like teeth. The carving came to be known as Cleo's face because the small settlement nearby was known as Cleo. At one time, Cleo, the community, had its own post office. What did the face represent? Some have said the face reminds them of a wild bear. Some believe for years the carving was made by Indians— But according to logical accounts, the face was carved by Patterson, who or what it represented is still anyone's guess. In the what it's worth department, some say there is a legend around parts of the hill country that tell of an old Indian man who would change his shape in order to avoid capture by cavalrymen stationed in the area. Legend has it when it was concerned, concerned. Legend has that when it was cornered, the old man would assume the shape of a wolf, attack his pursuers often resulting in death or serious injury. Whether Patterson's carving had anything to do with that legend, no one really knows for sure. Today, Bear Creek runs through private property and is not accessible by the general public, but locals say the face, though badly worn by weather and time, is still visible on a large rock that lines the stream in Kimball County. Holy shit. That's interesting.
1: Oh my gosh. You know, and I've heard that before. I mean, it's it's crazy how that uh, you know going back with skinwalkers and all of that Native American you know history that I have heard that before. I have heard with where because it's not just where wolves necessarily it's where like creatures, where creatures, yeah, but very similar to basically shapeshifters. And shapeshifting has a lot of. You know, medicine men and a lot of Native American tribes were thought to be shapeshifters.
0: Yep. All right, guys. Well we have one more. That was a good story. Sent to us by Carl, which is Brain of Blood on Twitter. One of my best friends. Shout out to Carl. This happened about ten years ago before my cousin of this happened about ten years ago. Period. (laughs) <laughs> End sentence. <laughs> End sentence. Before my cousin divorced, I used to walk down to his and her house to watch horror movies. It was not that far. one street. It was literally one street over, so I enjoyed the walk. So, disclaimer, I don't drink or use drugs. I was 110% sober when this happened. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm walking home. It's about 12 a.m. one night, and as I hit the main street, which is a long, straight stretch, I see something on the other side of the road. I think, is that a dog? No, it's not a dog. As I get closer, I see it standing up in his arms and legs. It looks to be about four feet tall. As I get closer, it's got a long nose and long ears. It's making a heavy breathing sound, and you can see steam coming from him in the night air. I stay on the far right of the road as I walk down the street with my eyes staying on the wolf-like creature. He keeps breathing extremely heavily, and I just keep thinking, oh my god, I just need to make it home. It moves slightly, but not much. I keep looking back as I walk. I'm finally too far to see it. What makes this story even more creepy is that weeks later, another cousin of mine let her daughter in the car to run back into her house and get something. When she came out, the little girl was screaming and crying. She described the creature, and her description looked exactly like the creature that I saw. I know it wasn't a dog. I never saw it again or heard of more people seeing it, but I will never forget what I saw. Bitch saw a werewolf. Fun, Bitch saw a werewolf. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. I think I would absolutely shit my pants. No, nope, that saw a werewolf. that's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> no thanks. I'll stick to Bigfoot.
1: I'll I'll see a Bigfoot. Yeah, nope. I think the general consensus at the end of this podcast, guys, and I'm sure you probably agree with us that we would all, out of any of the cryptids that we talked about, we would all either want to a see Bigfoot or b see Frogman so we could eat him.
0: Get those frog legs. Yes, give me some frog legs. We just want to take a clear
1: picture and frogman, we just want to eat your legs.
0: So, you know, those legs. Those legs. (laughs) Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my lifetime gal. (laughs) Again, if you don't know that reference, I'm sorry. Well, I think oh, that, that wraps awesome. up our cryptids episode. This was a good episode. I had fun talking about cryptids.
1: It was fun. we have been wanting to talk about cryptids in general and the fact, and you had really been wanting to talk about skinwalkers. So oh my God. I could do an, an entire it.
0: fucking episode on skinwalkers. Yeah. I love skinwalkers. I don't love them because they're fucking crazy. Yeah, never, ever, ever want to see one, but definitely no. fast. A friend of mine was like, I would love to see a skinwalker. Oh, no. I'm like, well, you need to learn more about them before you say that. I don't I'm think was you, like, know no, you don't want them. You don't no. want to see that. I'm like, because they're literally a bad omen. You don't want that. Yeah. That's why I said I would feel like I was cursed. I don't want to yeah. see one. Nope. No, thank you, guys. Next week we are doing our true crime podcast. We are back to a true crime episode on no? mothers who kill, Ugh. crazy
1: ass bitches. God, I don't know what that sound was. Jesus, that was, a that was a <laughs> She was like a fucking uh, horse. Um, that was encrypted. That was a Jersey Devil. Oh. Um, <laughs>
0: Becky the fucking horse over here. That was awesome. That was good. But yeah, our (laughs) Moms That
1: Kill episode, uh, we're doing three women in particular. Um, Some you guys may be familiar with, some you may not. Um, Diane Downs, Susan Smith, and uh, Andrea Yates. So we picked three that I think that a lot of people, maybe if they grew up in the 80s, 90s, probably were more familiar with the story. But um, I think most of us are probably more familiar with the Casey Anthony story above anything else. And even though Casey Anthony ultimately was never convicted of killing her daughter, I amongst everyone else in this country believe that that bitch did kill her kid or at least knows who did and covered it up. So we wanted to do, I think that that story was so unfathomable to think that a mother would do that to her own child that I think it would be a good idea to bring up stories and go, Oh, well guess what? It's happened before. And it's actually happened to women who have been, right out convicted. Um, and the other reason why I thought about doing it too, was, uh, more recently, um, just like with the BTK's daughter coming out and writing a book, um, Diane Downs biological daughter, uh, wrote a book a couple years ago and did a, or last year, rather, I think, and did a 2020 and dateline interview about it. So, um, they're going to be real, they're really, really interesting stories. Two Of the women, I don't feel sorry for at all. One of them, I, I do kind of feel sorry for, and I think you guys will understand once you know more
0: of the story. Well, it was funny because I was we were talking about what we wanted to do, and I was like, why don't we do some ladies? Yeah, and next month's gonna be a woman too, so we're gonna have like, well, next month's is uh, next not the Lizzie, yeah, yeah. Special, special on-site episode with that. Special on-site.
1: But yeah, we definitely... We hadn't done women... And, like, eventually, I know we had talked about doing Eileen Warnos. Eventually, we will do an Eileen yeah. Warnos episode. But this one. She's
0: going to be, like, the most popular yeah. one. Because she's one of the most popular woman killers. The movie's so been made
1: with Charlize Theron. She won an Academy Award. I
0: definitely, we're going to talk about Catherine McKnight in one episode. Because, holy fuck. That bitch. Holy don't even fuck. Know. Y'all thought Eileen Warnos
1: was something. <laughs> This bitch was crazy. Um, But these three really touched me as far as, A, not only wanting to do a podcast about women, but, B, wanting to do a podcast about women that did the most unspeakable crime that a lot of people can't fathom is killing their own kids. And we know that's going to be a tough subject matter. But like we said, there are stories that some may be familiar with. Two, you aren't going to have any sympathy for. One, you just might. You yeah. just might, if you know more of the story,
0: It's kind of like, you know, Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. Fuck Ted Bundy. I feel sorry for Jeffrey exactly. Dahmer. That's what so, it's going to be like. You're yeah. going to look
1: at these other two women and go, oh no. And this other woman and go, well, now that we know the circumstances, mm-hmm. just like we did with Dahmer, you have a better understanding as of why. And deep down, even though you don't condone it, you, you feel sorry for him. For sure.
0: I don't condone Lizzie Morton either, but... <laughs> Good job. <laughs> we love you,
1: Lizzie. <laughs> like, we're going to put all that out there the night we're there. Yeah, guys, we're, we're planning Lizzie. on
0: hopefully maybe if we can do the podcast there because what we're hoping is catching something on the podcast while we're there because, you know, we're recording. We won't hear it until we play it back. Right. And it'd be really fucking cool if we caught something and you guys were listening. And um, I would actually really like to go back and re- listen to it myself before we post it so we know what, if we hear anything or catch anything. Because guys, we're going to be in Lizzie Borden's house. In one of the most highly haunted
1: activated rooms of the entire house too, so.
0: Yay! Even better! Yay! The drawer's open by itself! (laughs) Uh. So much for sleeping that night. We're going to be up doing a podcast. We might as well not sleep anyway. We're just going to be talking to fucking spirits all night. Uh. We'll this is sleep. fine.
1: We've got our whole lives to sleep. What's sleep? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> oh God. All right, guys. Well, anyway, so thanks again to our sponsor, uh, Calm Your body. Calm Your Body Down. How <laughs> did <laughs> I like, do it? Yay. Um. <laughs> I did it on Twitter, but I want to give a shout-out to Mindy for uh, buying bath bombs. Yay, thank you, and, Mindy. And um, you're really awesome, and we appreciate you being a huge fan, and uh, we hope you enjoy the bath bombs. I, I know, know you will, them. because I enjoy them. Um, I'm so spoiled. I make them, and I use them. <laughs> She's like, one for selling, one for me. <laughs> yeah, one, one for selling, one, one for, for me. me. <laughs> yes, I could buy them so I stop using them <laughs> buy them so it's like one for selling one for selling one for yeah, selling one for, for me <laughs> if any of
1: you have seen the Netflix uh, cartoon Tuka and Birdie I want them selling like Birdie's sweet beaks <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ Oh, God. Casper hasn't seen it yet. She'll watch no. it. It's hilarious. Ugh. It's it's probably one of the funniest shows i watched on Netflix in a while. So if you need a good laugh, get your Tuca and Birdie on. It's
0: hilarious. <laughs> and buy bath bombs. <laughs> <laughs> buy bath bombs, P.S. <laughs> By the way, also if you buy the bath bombs, you guys will get a complimentary Don't Fuck With The Original sticker. Yeah, I thought this would be a really great
1: idea since I've been running a promo on, uh, the pages with, um, the promo code. If you follow the, um, Calm Your Body Down Instagram page with the, which is, uh, at bd. follow the Don't Fuck With The Original, uh, Instagram, which is at Don't Fuck With The Original. Um, follow both those pages. You use the coupon code. It's D-F-W-T-O when you check out on the Etsy shop. And you get free shipping. Um, We will also send you an exclusive DFWTO sticker. So only people that do that will get um, that sticker exclusively for you in the order when you use the coupon code. So it's etsy.com slash shop slash calm your body down. And then again, like we said too, once we get the Patreon and everything up and running exclusively just to don't fuck with the original listeners... We'll start sending you guys the stickers, but definitely if you order any bath bombs or body creams, you'll be one of the first. You will literally be one of the first people to get it. So Mindy was the first. So
0: calm your body down. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So next week, you know, we're doing the women who kill or the mothers who kill. And as far as social media goes, we are on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter at Don't Fuck With the Original. The Twitter handle is DFWTO eighty eight eleven. We are on Podcast Player, Castbox, Podbean, and Spotify at Don't Fuck With The Original. Subscribe and you will get notifications when we put out new episodes. Immediately. Oh, and we just hit six hundred followers on Twitter
1: too. So. Woo!
0: Bam bam bam! Also we are Two subscribers away from 180 subscribers on CastBox, which is fucking awesome. I'm so excited. And then we have 14 followers on Podbean. Thank you, guys. That's so sweet. We love all of our listeners out
1: there. We thank you guys so much for... We love doing this, and we would do it anyway, but the fact that you guys love it is still surreal to me. So keep And thank you,
0: Carl, Cannabidoyle, and... Jeezy dude. For yeah, for stories. the stories. Thank, Thank you, fuck you so much. Yeah,
1: thanks guys. Thank you so much. Alright guys. I think that is all. I think. <laughs> I think we got it. If we missed something, let us know later.
0: Alright guys, <laughs> we will see you next week. Have a good night. See you. Don't forget, don't go to the passion. <laughs> Alright. <already. laughs>